what's going on, everybody? It's your girl, JQ. They ain't going to interrupt my intro. Well, they should know us. They should know us by now because we're in our what? Eighth? Ninth? Tenth? Yeah, we're coming up coming up on season one. Anywho, I'm your girl, JQ, sports PR consultant. And over here to my left. Am I your left? Yeah. It's your boy, Spoon, man. Sports fanatic, high school basketball coach, sports junkie. Just really trying to make it make sense. We have a special guest in the building tonight. Yes, yes. Special guest. Yes, One of Spoon's good friends. I told I told Josh before we uh before you got here that I've been wanting to interview him for a long time. And he was declining. He was declining it. And you know what's crazy, man, is that <laughs> I I believe that though. I done seen I, done, I actually done boom I haven't been out with him somewhere on the ring. Look at it. Put it back put, put it right back down. In his pocket. I done seen it happen. Rav, if I'm lying, I'm flying, Rav. If I'm lying, I'm flying. Rav, no? No, but we happy to have you in the building tonight. We are really, really happy. And I know Spoon got some got some questions he wanna ask. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a just I'ma stay out the way, man. I'm gonna let Josh talk his talk. We know that ain't true. Anyway, man, you know, we it was it's a pleasure to have you in the building with us today, man. You know, the 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 introduction can go on and on. But you are short and sweet. He just taking them, them shots. That's why I tried to hit him off. I tried to hit him off when he got going. Now. NBA champion Josh Powell, man. But we wanted we want to do an icebreaker with you really quick before we get into the show. Um, so I have, I think I have one question. How many questions you got? You know, I'm a, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm gonna ask my questions. Okay. Well. We know you play in the big three. If you had to give away three things that are currently in your home right now for free, what would it be? And it has to be over, what, $500? Ooh, we got a lot of stuff over $500. I had to give away. Three things three for things. free. Okay. What would it be? Um, knowledge. Man, talk knowledge. I'm, I'm feeling that one. <laughs> you want me to tell you why I said knowledge? Yeah, I want you to explain, elaborate. It's like even though, book. even though you put a price tag on it, you really can't, right? When you talk about shared experiences, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like there's not enough of that that's going around to help us evolve and grow together when we talk about community. So that's why I said knowledge. Um, I would say. I have a pair of Kanye's, an exclusive pair. What's the <clears throat> what size are they, you said? They 15. 15? What? what size should you wear, Spoon? I definitely would. Um, oh, 15. That's crazy. Because it was like when they came out with the, the Yeezy boot, the Adidas, when he first went over the, the with the white, uh, and it's like the, the strap, the beige oh, color. You went way too high on your leg up here. I'm straight. I was like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to pull my name out the hat. Oh. Nah, bro, because when I put it, it's funny, when I put them on uh, social media, I was going through my, my shoe collection. Well, somebody now. seen them. Yeah, they was like, bro, what? let me get them. They was trying to buy them. Um, the third thing. Sheesh. That's a great question. Uh, that laptop was right here. She could be right here. I would probably say... Um, one of one of my, I got a I got an old iPod classic, forty thousand songs on it. Mm, it's probably some songs. static on there too. I know. Absolutely, it is. I bless somebody. 
because I have several of them, so I'm good. It's all good. I think you that's almost, a pretty cool list. You almost can't have no headphones for that no more. <laughs> <laughs> you you can still find a pair of headphones with the little with the with yep. the jack. Yep. Mm. Go to the gas station, bro. You know how oh, to go. Yeah, Come on, man. Even if all else fail, but the aux, you can get a good aux and plug that thing in, and you good. It's a great question. Hat for the iPod, though, for sure. No, it's flame on it. Forty thousand. You probably got some Kelly Price on there. What? What? I got everything, bro. All genres of music, the whole mm-hmm. show. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you got to be really out there, from country to jazz to old school R&B, hip hop, rap, trap, the whole show. The only genre of music I cannot get into is hard rock. That's because you got to be in that setting. You I gotta can't be get in the into middle that. of the mosh pit where they throwing punches. You got to get in there. You gotta get the whole experience. No, I can't. I can't get into. That. I tried. I, I just couldn't. That looked like my your style. Hey, look like your style. Like you just get in there and get to throwing elbows. I love country music, but anyway. All right, well, look, Josh. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a foodie man. I'm a food guy. I try to ask everybody the same questions. What? Drums or flats? Neither. Are you vegan? Oh, oh. Well, that eliminates my other question there. But how long have in, you been in my in my in, in your heyday? When I go to Magic, I definitely get them lemon peppers. Mm. Lemon peppers gonna hit now. They gonna hit. So I probably say them good drums. Mm, gotta go drums. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Okay. You All right. To, so look, you think on that. Yeah, anybody dip, dip, dip a wing in blue cheese, mm-hmm. man, you might as well taste buds just falling off. Because it's also, I might say the blue cheese with the hot versus with the lemon pepper if you're going to do it. So it depends on the type of wing, the type of sauce. I would say so. I would say so. What was your go-to wing flavor? Them peppers. Lemon pepper. Straight lemon pepper? Dry. Yeah. Shit, bro. Domestic terrorists. Hey, that's why you went <laughs> vegan. You was eating the wrong thing. <laughs> so I'm trying to tell you. What? Ten piece lemon pepper dry, nothing else. That's it, bro. Some good fries, some crinkles. We in the That's what really made your hair fall out. Chill. Braising down his back, man. Start eating them lemon That's pepper dry. Crazy. Everybody bro. got reasons why they go vegan. Why did you go uh, vegan? Spiritually. Okay. Environmentally. Um from a from a resource standpoint. And for health reasons, do you feel like better, more energetic? Like how, how is it? I do feel better. Um, inflammation, all the, the little aches and pains I used to have, has gone down tremendously. Uh, my focus, um, being able to sleep better, mm. um, from a skin standpoint, like all of those things, like you know, I definitely, I definitely see. You it went all the way out vegan, all the way from <clears throat> the toothpaste to the soap to. I ain't gonna say that, but that, that is what I. <laughs> food, with. food for sure though. Food, ten thousand percent. No cheating. I drink, I drink water. I ain't gonna say that. Okay, okay. Because you, Majority there are sometimes like. I just be starving. Like right before this, I just ate some chocolate. Like I was starving, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, no, I have no, moments. No protein, no no steak, no beef, no chicken. How long? How long? Yeah, it, was that or? like a cold turkey thing? No. So funny story was, first of all, I've always been conscious and aware of like what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years ago, just uh, playing, and I was kind of 
up in the air because you know how people will say, like, you can turn vegan, you're going to be like this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, like, I'm still playing. I don't really know. But then I said bump it. So I, I cut beef, pork first. Then everything was just all chicken. Then I tried Oh, yeah, to I know God's bird with, was, a, was a tough get with. Yes and no. So I replaced it with um, turkey, thinking I'm doing the right thing. And then one day I was like, man, I'm playing with this. Just go ahead and just make everything seafood. Yeah. So then I was, you know, pescatarian as I was continuing to trim the fat. So um, everything was repetitive, what I was eating, what I was doing. Mm. Playing overseas, you already know. Oh, uh, yeah. Be being a hooper in general, no matter if it's – you play in the league, you know that, but also playing overseas. So you, you get your routine. So you, you're consistently, like, eating and just doing the same things because you're just trying to get by. Yeah. And that's what helped me transition, like, a lot easier. Mm. Um, in a perfect world, I absolutely would love to be full-on vegan. But because of, uh, you know, my relationship, my family, my other kids, we pretty much have come to an agreement on vegetarian. So it will be, like, a lot of plant-based mm. You know, we do some dairy, stuff like that, because when cooking, everything, like, it'll be double time in the kitchen because everything I'm eating Right, right, right. You got to change yeah. different Instead pots of doing that, that, it's just, you know, the vegetarian. And then when I'm on my own or when all the other kids aren't around, then, then, I, then I indulge and do vegan and eat, like, kids, super clean. I got seven. She thought I was playing, but I got seven. No, you was dead serious. I was dead serious. I got one, bro. Oh, did, did you see the video I sent you of the gift you got her? Yes. That was so adorable. JQ. But you guys had it on the list. This and morning, I know she likes this, bubbles. This morning we woke up. <laughs> she had it on for so long. It was running. All the bubbles were out. The, the machine was just on. <laughs> she held the button. She ran around with it, throwing it above her head. The bubbles are going everywhere. She's having a time of her life. That's and then she cute. gets tired of it and just puts it down. Bubbles are shooting. Still going. I'm so I'm so I'm so upset at myself for not getting up, but I was just over it, bro. I'm like, whatever, dog. Like, (laughs) you're quiet. Do your thing, bro. Like, 35 minutes later, you're quiet. Oh man, Josh, a headache. How old is How old is she now? 13 months. That's right. She's one. I'm sorry, guys, fellas. I'm sorry. I just let us down. That was so wife-like. It's okay, bro. She's one. It's okay. She's one. 13 months, my boy. Yeah, bro, a tear. When she started moving, it was over. It was all. Oh, it was over. From the first roll, it was on. You got to keep your eyes on her oh at God. all times. Oh my God! Not about um, not about Tiny though, man. Josh, I want I want you to tell us a little bit about like your journey from from the grind when you were a young one to figuring it out, getting older to transitioning your game once you got to the NBA to maintaining the NBA to NBA championships to off the court drama. I want to hear it all, gang. <laughs> no cap. I want to hear it all. Well, as we continue this conversation, I think um, the best the best place to start is um, when I was starting to get into sports, it was more so uh, to belong to something. Like, mm-hmm. as a kid, I had, I've experienced a lot of trauma, uh, abuse, and things like that. So wanting to find a home somewhere I felt like I belonged. So that's, like, what started. And I actually didn't start with basketball. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was a football player and played baseball. Those were my Where first two sports. Baseball? 
baseball, I was right field. And football, you know, obviously coming up, they're going to move you. Athlete, yeah. right, athlete. So, mm-hmm. um, starting out over there in College Park, man, playing in Brady. And then one day this guy came up to me, God rest his soul, Coach Keith. Um, he was like, you too big to be out there on the football field. You need, mm-hmm. you need to come on out here and, you know, play basketball, man. Every I'm time. Trash, Any bro. kid with size. <laughs> trash. You want nothing. I want no nothing, bro. Did you even want to play? I ain't going to say that. You know what I mean? I, I I thought it was cool. It's something that kept me living in this fantasy to escape. Mm-hmm. So, from that standpoint, it was it was enjoyable. It just sucked, bro. Just suck. <laughs> Scoring on the wrong basket, man. Hold on, I scored. Not that bad. I scored twice on the wrong basket. In the, the same basket. game. See, cause this what I'm In the same to game, middle school year. Because you know what happened? They was cheering. Yes, that's she exactly. Got caught, she you got, got caught in there. My dad told my ass up <laughs> after the game. <laughs> he told you got to do better. You got people watching you. You a reflection of us. I'm like, oh, I'm in oh, seventh oh, grade. Pop, Never played ball. Weak day of my life went to the wrong basket twice in one game it was so embarrassing no not twice twice yeah i don't think i i, I ain't never going to admit to doing that i may or may People not have done it. i don't know but i ain't just gonna voluntarily say i did <laughs> <laughs> i'm straight on some scoring on i ain't never did that but you played with the georgia stars um i did, I did. how do you stars team yeah well first i played with and i, and I gotta give he was one of the reasons I started playing. So Rashad Carruth. Ooh, he was nasty. A lot of people, you know, may or may not know that name from Atlanta. Tough. He was the number one player from eighth grade to twelfth yes. grade. Yes. What, what, I think what, what, he might have got a shoe deal something oh, yeah, early. I graduated in 01. 2001. Yeah, I think and I want to say either he was two thousand or two thousand. I think he was two thousand. Because mm-hmm. my brother played them in a um and that was Team Georgia before now, this I got with the Stars. Yeah. They played in my high school, but he was good. Group was good. He was he was different and could shoot from anywhere. Big, um, six four, mm-hmm. athletic, mm-hmm. handle. Group was tough, but he had the hood mentality mm. and would talk like he talked to you like you would have thought, bro, was thirty. The way he was talking, because you know the trash talk is different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's the way he was talking, sure. like. I'm going to knock your mom off after we get done playing type of time. But we kids, hey, bro. Karouf, listen, Karouf. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, bro, was different. But I got to give him his flowers because I know some things, you know, just didn't work out. But he was one of those those household names. He was tough. I saw the person. You know what I'm saying? So starting with him, and then I had a chance. We took a team over to France, and he was the point guard. DeJuan Wagner was the two. Wagner's tough. Wagner's beyond tough, bro. Wagner's tough. Um, but I've been blessed to play with some people, and then obviously with the stars playing with Kwame Brown, mm-hmm. uh, Cornelius Mitchell, Larry Turner. Um, so you got to see Kwame when he was Kwame. Yes, Kwame was good too. Now my brother people, played against them in the state tournament. I people want to. I played against them in the state. They put us out. Triple but we but we went head to head, and um, I mean Kwame back then was six eleven, two forty. Shot threes. <laughs> Shot threes, handle like he was getting well, rebounds he and pushing it, he got and he was ball. taking off on people too. Like he got the jump ball in the game. I watched him. He got the jump ball, but he caught it. They passed it right back. He initiated the offense. Yeah. Seven foot. I'm looking like man, who is this dude? Like in today, like if he was number one pick again, 
it'll be it'll be crazy. But, he was good. But um, yeah, it's just coming up in that era, man. And then like the amount of talent because guys was leaving out of high school left mm-hmm. and right. Um, but it took a lot of work to get there. You know, I'm I'm grateful for a lot of the coaches that that helped me along the way. Um, Coach Outlaw, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, Norman Parker, got to give Norm some love. Uh, Lindsey Hunter. Mm, um, man, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's so many people that I can name, you know, from the AAU circuit standpoint. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out my coach, Ken Ross, who was at Riverdale High School. Um, I already mentioned Keith Winston, who was, I mean, because of him and his son, man, right, they some of the reasons why I play. You know what I mean? Like, growing up, because he pushed me. He really was like, you know, believe in you. I think you can be. You know, really good player. Um, wow, y'all taking me back with that question. Well, you know, it's just it's it's that's what I feel like um, when people watch and they tune in to these different podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I think the questions kind of get repetitive. So when you're watching the one podcast and you hear one guy ask, you know, how was it when you? And then you go look at another podcast and they ask the same yep. thing, and they just go from podcast to podcast to podcast. Asking and answering the same questions, so that's why we say it's. I don't want. I don't want you to feel like it's an interview. I just. I want. I want the people to know who Josh Powell is, not from a basketball standpoint. Right. That's easy. Right. Like that part, everybody knows the NBA champion. Everybody knows you. You know that's 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 that was the, the beginning. We're gonna get to that later. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know what it took to get to that point. Like you feel me? Like you. Yeah. You're getting like like you said. You just said, man. I'm getting. You know, that made me feel a type of way. Getting back to that's what I want to know about. Yeah, because you because you think about the people um, that helped, man. I'm not one of those where I did this on my own. Right. Mm. Like I wasn't. I wasn't LeBron, bro. You know what I'm saying? And when I say that is, you know, there are some people, man. It's like they're they're chosen. You know what mm-hmm. they're doing from the beginning. Right. When I started playing basketball, bro, it was a it was a release. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, football and baseball. It wasn't me doing this because, like, I know I'm going to go to the league one day. Right. Even when I was playing on those Stars teams, my mindset was I can get a free education. Mm-hmm. My first offer was for Mercer, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting up here like, okay, like. It's lit. I'm on deck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he won bail. I'm not yeah, thinking nah, about nah. none of that. So, initially, my first thing was, man, I'm going to be the first in my family, get a scholarship, I'm going to go to college. And that's it. And then junior year, um, man, things really took off. And then I was like, okay, because I'm playing against guys that are projected. You know, they're they're holding you on. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I'm hungry, bro. I'm just a kid from the south side. Man, I don't I don't get caught up into um uh rankings. Paying attention to what other people are doing, like I was so locked in to what I'm doing. Like even now, bro. Like, like a lot of people ask, like, you know, how you prepare for games and stuff like that, bro. I don't watch film on people. Really? As much as I don't deal with Herb Sendak, right? One of the things that I do appreciate about him is he made a, a, a statement in one of our film sessions one time because he said it's not about them. It's never about them. It's about us. Right. Because a lot of times you can focus so much on what the other the other side is doing mm-hmm. that you forget about your part, mm. your accountability. You know what I'm saying? Like how you show up. And if you think about it, you know this as, as a hooper, bro. Like when we when you prepare and you know you had a great week in practice, mm-hmm. 
It's you on. feel good about yeah. that. Because you, 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 you ain't tripping. Right. Right. So then understanding that all of the preparation and everything, once it's showtime, you've already been doing the work. It's nothing for you to step on the court and just handle business. So I never really trip about the other people. Now, you got to watch film because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But somebody like a Kobe who was next level with it, his attention to detail was crazy. He was five or ten steps ahead. Yep. That's Every what time. made Every him time. like that. Different. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But everybody doesn't have to be that in order to be great. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that's heard, too. Right. Because I do feel like his videos go viral, but then you got somebody like AI who did it completely, completely different. He different. was never in the gym. You know, the, the one viral clip he had, we talking about practice, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was somebody that you, most people the feared came him. On, it was on. Most people feared him because he going to give you 25, 30. Mm. So I'm not here to tell people what to do or how to do it. I know what worked for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I do want to encourage people, man, whatever you do and how you tap in, man, stay on that. You know what yeah, I'm I, um, you know, the, the craziest part about hearing you say that was, is I learned that. Cal, mm-hmm. like my freshman year at Memphis, Cal was real big on, on 100% every time, whether yep. it's 6 a.m. practice, the third practice of the day, the second practice, it, it, you 100%. Mm-hmm. So shoot around before games, he'd always tell us, like, I know y'all going to play good because y'all was just going hard as hell and shoot around. The days when shoot around was bad, we're going to struggle today. I know always it. Always I know it. I know we're going to struggle today because always. I had to tell y'all too many times mm-hmm. to correct. And this is – it's. Even, even professionally, right? Mm-hmm. Because in professionally, we're not doing all that. Mm-mm. In college, you know, you tape. Oh, you're going hard for sure. But in professional, it's like they can tell by your body language or just, you know, the way you kind of going through routine. Or if they're if they're, if they're they're going through the scout report and yeah. they got to keep repeating themselves, they're like, all right, man. We I'm already knowing. We see we on tonight. Yeah, Cal was a so dog. So it's those that. attention to details. Like there's no room for error. And then for me, I had to, because of my journey and my path, I had to make that margin be like this and crack down on so much because that's what kept me a job. Mm. That's what kept me on the court. That's what helped me play professionally for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like doing those things and being a pro gave me longevity. It put me in a, it put me in the driver's seat. And without that, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't so be do you, on this you feel like do you feel like that's the that was the biggest difference from because your game shifted when you got to the association. Because what got you there was I watched you dominate games. You feel me? On both ends of the ball. And then to watch your role kind of – I don't even want to say shrink because it was still – has to, bro. It's okay. You can say it. Okay. I'm to, to, wa- it. to watch your role go from being A side to B side, yep. like talk about what it took mentally for you to, to dumb your game down in a sense to make it make sense for you. Um, I mean, you, you're putting it in a great way, and it's nothing. It's nothing wrong with it because I, I feel like people have to understand, especially when we talk about the league, right? It's it's 450 of the best players in the world. In the world, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the league is is the best, and that doesn't take away from Europe because there are some monsters over there too, mm-hmm. respectfully. But, and I just found this out this year in the in the 70 over the 77 years of existence, I think, going into the 78th, there's only been like 4,200 players to ever put on an NBA jersey, Mm. right? Billions of people. And 
That's a hell of a stat. What was it's that number? Crazy stat, bro. It's like 42. I'm one of those. There you go. That, that, I just wanted to put that out there because. That's fire. Because. <laughs> and, and then, but, the sad, but the sad part is, is I think it might be only around 1,500 still living. Mm. Right? So when you, when you look at what it takes in order to be in that moment, on that stage, what you have to do. If I pay you five to ten million dollars and I say I need for you to go to the corner, shoot threes, and play defense, what you gonna do? I'm gonna do it. So when we're talking about success, and if we're talking about a team, if that's what your role has to be, that's what your role has to be. Now in high school and in college, you was probably getting 15, 20 and going to work. Mm-hmm. But when everybody's great, what are you gonna do if you got a Pau Gasol on your team, a Dirk Nowinski? I remember Avery Johnson, when he called me in his office after signing me to a two-year deal, he said, hey, pal, I'm going to tell you something. Ooh, that's Avery, too. I'm going to tell you something, pal. Country. Yeah, that's cool and all what you're doing, but we got people that's going to score the ball, son. So I need for you to play defense, rebound, bring energy. That's all I need. That's him, too. What am I going to do? Avery Johnson came to Memphis and told us, somebody's always watching you. Listen. It's true. It's a true statement. But to your point, though, what are you going to do? Because that's a part of being a pro. Mm -hmm. And a lot of guys are put in these boxes. Then when you see them pro-am and you like, man, this nigga called. What he doing? Why why he going into his bag like that? Yeah, because he's still a pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I remember I was doing an interview one time, man, and I said, bro, you know what's funny, man? a lot of people have said a lot of things about me, man, say that I suck and all of this. But, man, I will see you, even right now. I want to see you because you got to think, when I'm in these lines, the person that you're seeing was homeless at one point in time, didn't have food to eat, coming out of College Park, people doubted him. Nobody wanted to see him succeed. I, I can keep going on that list. That's what replays for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the game the way that I love it. Because I know what I come from. Mm-hmm. I know my struggles. I know the good, the bad. I know the blood, sweat, and tears. I know all of that. You can't tell me about my journey. Nobody. I've been, I've been down that road. There's so much that I've experienced. <clears throat> and... That's what makes me so passionate also about doing the work and, and helping and being, you know, just a kind-hearted person and just trying to do my best to be a good person every day mm. because it's not easy. It's not easy being a man. I know it's not easy. I'm sure it's not easy. Not, I know, but I'm sure it's not easy being a woman. But for me, and I, and I feel like we can resonate with this, it's not easy being a man. It's not easy being, you know, a husband or a father or a friend or a brother or anything in those realms because I was just telling my wife this other day, like, I, I fail people every day. Mm. So we having this show, we doing this podcast, and to hear you say what you're saying, like, that's great, but I'm failing somebody every day. Whether it's my kids, whether it's my partner, whether it could be something at work, I'm failing somebody every day, and I got to carry that burden. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? That you're failing other people? Because even if you're doing what you know what's right, it's still gonna upset somebody, because you still face that judgment, right? A part of being a man and being a true leader, you're gonna have to make some really hard choices and and, and do some things that make sacrifices, and that's not easy for people to do. Mm. 
to stand up and be like, listen, a room full of people that can say one thing. If all of y'all were in here like, yo, you should do this. And for me to have the, 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 the balls enough to be like, I ain't doing that. I'm, I'm doing this over here and I'm standing on that. That's not easy for people to do. Mm-hmm. And it might be the right thing. And I might let you down. You might be like, you know what? I see why you did that. I might let somebody else down. That's what makes it hard. But we do this every day as men. You know what I'm saying? And it's not easy. It's not easy. You know, I got seven kids, bro. I love all of my kids, but some of them might feel different. If they were sitting here and I wasn't in the room and you asked them some questions, some of them might be like, yo, middle finger to my dad. Mm. And I got to carry that. Even though I try to show up, even though I try to be the best I can be, but if they don't see that and appreciate it, it falls on deaf ears. So that's what I mean by it. It's hard. So talk about what it was like dealing with stuff like that, still somehow managing to play the game at such a high level. <clears throat> talk about what it was like getting to the pinnacle and holding up that NBA trophy. You know what's funny NBA is <clears throat> before I go on the court, let's go off the court. How many of us? have learned how to function and dysfunction on a daily. Hmm. Well, we've normalized trauma or what we experience and go through, and we're just living life. And from an athletic standpoint, you could still give somebody 30, bro, and be dealing with whatever you're dealing with at home. Oh, for sure. That's the, that's the unfortunate part about it, at least <clears throat> from an athlete standpoint. Because I remember at a time, going back to my high school years, um, I was homeless, bro. I left, my, I left my house because my stepfather at the time was abusive. And I was about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, and I remember telling my mom, who wasn't working, um, because she was dealing with fibromyalgia and she was ill. Like, there was just a lot going on. Mm. And I said, it's either him or me. So a lot of people didn't know that at the end of my junior year, my senior year, I'm bouncing around, I'm sleeping in people's cars, I'm sleeping on people's floors, I'm trying to stay the night at friends' houses, um, just doing a lot of stuff until there was a young lady who I was cool with took me in, her and her mom took me in. Mm. So a lot of people don't know, I'm still going out, I'm giving... 25 a night, 15 rebounds, doing this, doing that. And I got all this crap going on at the crib. Nobody had no clue at 15, Mentally. 16, 17 years old. That's where all the tattoos came from, bro. Mm. That was my way to express myself. Mm. I had no tears to give. Numb, bro. From head to toe, I'm numb. Like, But in this journey where I'm at now, because I do want to speak to this real quick, is I'm, I'm learning how to tap into those emotions. You know what I'm saying? Because it's important for me to be the father and the man that I need to be to those that I love. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, just in general, to be that example. So when you see me, you know, even when when, we, when you first came in here, bro, like just giving you a good hug, bro, yeah. just to say, yeah. man, I Every love time. you, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Every like, time. no matter how much we see each other through the year, you know when you see me, bro, it's going to be it's genuine love. love. Same yeah. thing with you moving yeah. forward. It's just going to be genuine. Anybody else? There's a reason behind that because I know what it looks like to not have nobody. Mm. 
I know what it looks like to feel like you're on this earth all by yourself trying to figure it out, bro. And it's not easy. And I've done that over and over and over again, whether it's been financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. The physical part I got down packed. I've been working out for years. I'm staying in shape. Like, I was just hooping today. OTE with the young boys. Like, I'm still doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's for, for my overall health and wellness. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying as far as, like, uh, not being able to, uh, or excuse me, being able to function and be able to do that and achieve the things that, that how we talked about because it becomes second nature. We don't realize it, but now we're trying to tap into that mental and emotional health. But we don't, we don't realize it at the time because, again, when I step on the court, this is my out. Right. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? This is my out. For sure. I don't, I don't know nothing else. So it was like at one point in time, it was basketball, it was tattoos, and it was dealing with women. That was my go-to for everything. I'm actually glad you went that direction, man. I, um, like talk about 21 Reasons mm-hmm. and what that means to you. Uh, it means a lot of things, man. Uh, 21 Reasons to Give is my foundation, and uh, we've been 501c3 since 2009 or 10. So we've been in the game. Shouts out to JP 21 Reasons, man, the foundation, man. We've been in the game for a nice bit. Um, But basically it's 21 principles. So we have 21 different ways that we serve the community. And we go in, we, we find what's lacking and provide a need. Simple. That's my heart. I didn't want to focus on one thing. That's why I was 21. And we had the list of principles, but we've done work globally. I've done everything from camps, clinics, uh, panels. Um, we fed the homeless. We, you know, at one point in time when I did celebrate Christmas, we were sponsoring, uh, you know, families and, and, and doing the, the whole giveaway. Um, when I was in other countries, one of the dopest things that I ever did was when I was in Venezuela, I actually took my own money, converted it, and then I had a book bag. I had a huge book bag. I had like $2 million of air cash mm. in this bag. And this was during the time where there were riots and things going on. And I, it was me, one of the doctors from our team. I didn't have no security, bro. Mm. I don't know what I was thinking. Mm. Stupid. But um, we went into, like, these really low poverty, like, terrible areas, bro. And first thing I did was go to the store, bro. I'd buy all the water, sodas, food. I would just come, bro. We would load up. And we was coming in these villages, man. And these people had, like, these huts sleeping on concrete floors, no beds, no nothing. Kids naked. Like, they didn't have nothing. Bro. Mm. So I'm coming in just giving out food. I still got videos, bro. It's crazy. You was a rock star. I got footage, bro. You was a rock star for that, for sure. It was the most humbling thing, though. Because as much as we talk about how we struggle here, and it's not to take away our struggles here, but we don't understand how blessed we are mm-hmm. here versus what other people in countries are dealing with, right? I don't know how much you travel, but I'm sure if you have had a chance, then cool. I don't know when you travel and went overseas. But I'm saying, have you, like, just to have the time to do that? Because I know a lot of times, like, when I was there, they was like, don't go outside. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got caught up a few times because the riots were going on and, you know, they shooting guns and, you know. Water going out. All of that. Like, pepper spray. Like, I got caught into some of that Um, because I can't keep still, bro. 
it was just uh, it was the most humbling thing, and doing stuff like that is what Twenty One Reasons is all about. And I can't take you know any credit for that. I feel like it's more so um, the higher power than anything else to be able to give and to be there for people. And everything doesn't have to be money. Sometimes you can just hug a person, man. That, that might be all they need. Sometimes you just tell them you love them, man, or or, or see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, and I know we joked about I know you was joking with me, but think think about people that, that has been in our position and somebody just say, hey, man, how you doing? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. How many times somebody asks you, like, genuinely meant, like, are you okay? Versus the people who always, like, got their hand out because they need something mm-hmm. from you, right? That's the world we live in. So to feel human. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and it's something that doesn't happen as much as we would like, you know. And that's that's the thing that I'm doing is, like, focusing on me and being that person for myself because that's all I know. Mm-hmm. So now learning how to accept a compliment or accept, like, I know we was joking about it, but in my mind I really can't recollect a time where somebody was like, yo, I really want to interview you. Right, not to interview me to get the Kobe mm-hmm. or the this story, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But somebody that genuinely's like, yo, I want to talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, want to get to know Josh? That, yeah. That's something that we don't. That's something that doesn't happen because in my NBA journey, bro. To be honest, I play with Hall of Famers, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny as a running joke, I can put my list of Hall of Famers up against anybody's team, and I feel like we, I would win every time. And don't take this any don't take this in a bad way, but Oh, anytime they start off with that <laughs> I don't know. No, anytime you like, start I'm, off with that one. No, no, no. I'm, and I and I told you this before we started, but all your accolades, you being the lead, that's all good. But my, I'm all about getting to know the person. No, for sure. And I don't know if you saw me over here, I was getting a little teary eyed when you was telling your story <laughs> when you was telling your story, but Is that a first, bro? No. <laughs> she gets teary eyed all the time. No. Hey man, look. Dang. When have I got teary I thought I was over my here fault. cooking. My when fault, have I got teary eyes? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to let you be great, JK. I'm going to let you be great. When was the last time I got teary eyes? Did you hear her say the last time? You didn't catch that one. Did y'all catch that? Run that back. Run that back. She said, when was the last time? No, but look, seriously, though, Josh, I really appreciate you coming on the show and giving us your 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 story because, you know, the Counting Me Out podcast, yeah, we want to sit up here and get to know you as a person, but... I think a lot of things that you share just in this short period of time is going to inspire other people. Um, and that's what we try gems. to do. We're going to chop this thing up, man, send mm-hmm. you some of these clips for sure. Because you was definitely dropping some heat. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks to Father Mother. If I could, though, right? Because um, I know we're about to close this thing on up. But where my camera at? Okay, it's right there. Um, I just want to, I do want to take the time to, uh, just as a man, as a, as a um, as a friend, a father, um, because I know, and I try to say this as much as I can, but please know that I do genuinely try to give my best effort to be my best self for the people in my life and serve to the best of my ability. And I don't always get it right, but please know that I am genuinely trying and lastly, for my kids, especially, 
because there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of unresolved, unhealed issues. But if nothing else, I love you. I'm not no deadbeat. I'm going to go ahead and cancel that right now, regardless of what you think you know or you've heard. And I really do try my best to be the, the best that I can be for you all. If you appreciate it, cool. And if you don't, that's okay too, because I got to be okay with self. So I do want to finish and leave on that note, at least what I could do on any platform, because there's so many men who are going through it. There's so many children that are going through it. But I would encourage that if both sides could really try to gain an understanding, there's some things that could really help and be beneficial to the relationship, to the healing process. And that's all we can do. Thank you both for allowing me this opportunity to be a part of this, this beautiful, beautiful podcast. I told y'all we needed to have an hour, bro. I told you the 30 minutes wasn't going to do it. I was going to no, I was going to set too. this thing on fire because I barely even got into the bag. But listen, you really know what to say. Patience, Hayden, Deuce, Landon, Arabella, Yanai and Yoav, I love y'all to death. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Got no problems. Your mamas, to the old lady, you already know what we on. But I appreciate y'all, man, for giving me Thank this Thank you for stopping in. Hey, look. That's Josh Powell, man, on the Count of Me Out podcast, y'all. It's your girl, JQ. And it's your boy, Spoon. We're out. <laughs>